0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one.
1: Putting a f-ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
0: I'm Molly Bay.
1: Today is September 7th, 2020. We have six days until Buccaneers kick off. Less Ooh. than a week.
0: What? I can't wait. And then we have only like... Three days till three, Thursday Night Football. Three days till Thursday First Night Football. First taste of NFL football this year.
1: Houston Texans against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. At Kansas yep. City, I think. With no fans. That's going to be so weird.
0: I know, especially in that stadium. If it's at Kansas City. Oh my City. gosh,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> I mean, that place is such a <sighs> tough place to play because of the fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is... I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stands that are going to be like that. Like Green Bay. Even New Orleans, which I'm not too mad about. You know, we're going to be at New Orleans with no fans.
0: I was listening to an unrelated podcast. It was not a sports podcast, but they were talking about the NBA. And they had surveyed people about why their ratings had declined. And a good portion said because it's boring with no st- fans in the stands.
1: Yeah, it's going to be strange. And me and Molly were talking about this, how do you, you have a lot of guys who get on football teams, and they're great in practice. They're awesome in practice. And then when they get out there on the field under the bright lights and the crowds, they just crumble. I mean, that's a huge part of football, yeah. being able to play. Yeah.
0: You always get these training camp warriors who mm-hmm. are great in training camp but then never show up on the field during the season. Tanner
1: Hudson mm-hmm. is kind of what happened last year. And so those guys are going to benefit greatly this year, not mm-hmm. having to worry about the bright lights and the – The crowd. So we're going to have a lot of guys who perform this year very well, and the next year when all this stuff gets back to normal or later in the year, they're just going to kind of fall apart.
0: Or how about the guys who are already in the league, who are used to the bright lights, who love the bright lights, who thrive under the bright lights, and then they're not going to have that this year?
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very, very strange year. Like I said, uh, our fantasy football, we're not even doing the money league this year. We're all just pitching in a few bucks for the – championship ring at the end of the year i went straight buccaneers from top to bottom the only player i picked that wasn't buccaneer i i I ended up being the first pick i had to go with christian mccaffrey yeah he was available Had no choice yeah i had no choice i hated doing it but yeah
0: i was second and if ralph hadn't picked christian i would have so
1: yeah Yeah. uh so anyhow got a great show for you today We've got a lot of information. Uh, We have been doing ten-minute daily uh, videos on YouTube. So if you get a chance, go check them out. This is the first time we've announced it on the podcast.
0: Yep, we've been covering the news. So it's the daily news from that that day. Clips, Mm
1: -hmm. or you know, even less. We try to keep it right at ten minutes or under. We know these podcasts. Sometimes Uh, the podcasts are more for the audio people uh, on YouTube it's hard to sit down and watch an hour-long video. but Yeah, I never do. A lot of people like looking at our pretty faces. So, <laughs> hey. We did get a lot of requests for that, so we decided to start doing it. All right, we got uh, the Saints trying to get Davion J- Clowney. Lucky like, for us, that didn't go through. Mike Evans' contract restructure. We have the 53-man roster and all the cuts and all that good stuff. Announcers for week one against the Ra- uh, the Saints. Who's that going to be? And uh we've got some information concerning uh some more Saints news. Oh uh, I didn't tell you about that, I'll tell you about it. Oh, in a second. okay. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know it yet.
1: Uh we also have some protocols for jersey exchanges with the players. But first, before we get to that, everybody's favorite fact check some follow ups. Got two of them today, both follow ups. Okay. Hey, first off, who is the Dolphins quarterback? Molly, take a guess.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay, hold on. Take a guess.
1: Oh, all right. Don't, now, look, don't look at my notes, man.
0: No, I'm not. Um, Ryan ding, 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 uh, ding, ding,
1: ding, ding.
0: Fitzmagic.
1: How'd you know that? Yeah, he just got announced today that he's a starter over a Tawi Togalavu. Okay,
0: the first one that came to mind was Ryan Tannehill, and I was like, wait, that's not right. Hold on, (laughs) let me think about this. I know. And um, then I remembered I had seen a headline about in training camp this year, Ryan Fitzpatrick's mom had passed away, and he learned in training camp and like left abruptly, obviously, in the middle of the practice.
1: Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah,
0: kind of a Debbie Downer, huh? Well,
1: Miami Dolphins get ready for some exciting football for about four games (laughs) and then total crap after that.
0: Well, they had him last year, right?
1: I don't think he started. Was he the starter last year? Who knows? Does anybody watch Miami football? I don't know. I've I've got a friend of mine who's a huge Miami Dolphins fan and he hasn't watched any games in like three years. Can you blame him? No.
0: I don't know no, if I would watch.
1: Not at all. I keep trying to get it. I'm like, look, the Buccaneers are in the same state. It's not really cheating. You know?
0: Right. Yeah. They're in a separate conference. Yeah,
1: just just come on over, buddy.
0: Yeah. You look, they could have an NFC team and an AFC team, which a lot of people do that. And then eventually eventually just phase out the AFC team. <laughs> And, it's you know, that works so. out, too, because if the by some miracle, the Miami Dolphins like turn it around in the next 10 years, you can be like, oh, I've always been a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan. You're not Maybe, jumping on the bandwagon. You can
1: break you out your decade old stuff and put it <laughs> yeah. in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next follow up. Who is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars still? Doug Marone. Yes. OK. <clears throat> we were questioning that. So, yeah, I wanted to check out, but I found out some interesting information along with that. Okay. For one, this will be his fourth season with them as head coach. I was not aware he's been there that long. Okay. Jay Gruden is now the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville. Really? Yep, he was hired January 22nd, 2020. After getting ejected from the Washington football team. Maybe.
0: I hope he can keep his hands off the office staff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like a little with Mike Conklin, Conklin, whatever. Uh, Keenan McCardell is their wide receivers coach.
0: Who was that? Oh,
1: man. You, you are <laughs> going to get smacked by every Buccaneer fan now. Keenan that was before Car- my time. Keenan, Card- <laughs> Keenan McCardell scored two touchdowns for us in uh, Super Bowl 37. Okay. He played with us from 2012 to 2004. Listen,
0: listen. I was in middle school then, so. Y'all wow. can't hold it against me.
1: You hear that? I robbed the cradle. <laughs> uh, he's played with seven different teams in his career. He did. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's been around the league. And uh, he is now the wide receivers coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, guess who their offensive line coach is? You should know this. So you, okay. You got this one. Oh, I
0: think you had this up the other day. Hold you on. got this one. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of his name. <laughs> the one that we had for years? Yep. What was his name? George Warhawk. Damn it! I was. Uh,
1: yeah, it was your boy. You loved him.
0: No, I didn't. Did. No, you're he lying. You
1: did. He did. You're uh, yeah, it. he's their offensive line coach. He, he was the uh, Buccaneers' offensive line coach from 2014 2018. Got ejected with the uh, the uh, Cutter Cutter regime. Mm-hmm. All right, he
0: was a holdover from Levy.
1: Yeah, that's right. He was a farmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Everybody it makes sense. Was, yeah, yeah,
0: because Dirt Cutter was his.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What do you got? What do you got going on for news and information?
0: Okay. All right. Let's talk about the scenes. Okay. Week one. We got coming up. So is
1: it, this is not events. a preview podcast. Yeah, right?
0: we will have that on Friday, Friday. as usual. Yes.
1: Get back Pick to our it. regular routine. Yep, our regular
0: season schedule. And just a so, little note on that for people who have not been with us for a season. Uh. We usually do a podcast directly after the game, usually when we've
1: had a lot to drink, a
0: lot to drink. So (laughs) I can't promise it will be pretty, Uh, Mm -hmm. but we'll be here. And then Wednesdays, Ralph goes over the game film from the preceding week. And then Fridays is our game preview by yours truly for the upcoming game.
1: Yes. And then we do our predictions and everything. So.
0: Unless we get a whole bunch wrong in a row and then we stop doing that quietly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Saints, what do you got for Saints news? Okay.
0: So the big news last week was Jadavion Clowney was up for grabs and a couple of teams were in the running to sign him. And the Saints apparently were trying to get him. But unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for us, they have no money so they broke they broke so what they tried to do to get him to come there was he they were going to have an unspecified team in the league sign him pay his signing bonus and then trade for a draft pick from the saints
1: that's sneaky huh
0: Sneaky. sneaky uh except for that they asked permission from the league and the league at first said okay and then said no huh. that. so
1: why would the league say no to that i
0: don't know just, Cause it's, it's just cuz it's sneaky just they don't appreciate that
1: I, they don't <laughs>
0: uh so of course clowney ended up going to the titans thank you and that was it Huh.
1: Well, good for us because J.D.I. McClowny is a good player. When he's on the field, that's the issue.
0: He's always hurt.
1: And you know what really. surprised me watching game film with him last year is that he's a dang good run-stuffer. He's really good at it from from the defensive end position.
0: Well, that wouldn't have had no impact on yeah, us because we don't do need a run game. It's overrated.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got some Saints news. Okay. Tyson Hill is a second string. He is second on the depth chart. That places Jameis well, Winston Well, I would hope
0: so. They just paid him like 21000000 million, didn't they?
1: Nobody really... Su- 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 Spit <laughs> nobody You can do it. ...really expected him And I haven't even been drinking today. <laughs> nobody really expected him to be second string. They thought Jameis Winston was going to be second string. I mean, they were basically paying him because he just does so much on the team. You know, yeah. he does pick punt return, the kickoff return, and... Uh, a lot of wide receiver stuff and option plays. You know, he's just a grab bag full of He's like
0: a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, Swiss Army
1: knife. So he is now the second string quarterback. That means he beat Jameis Winston out in training camp, which, you know, that speaks well of Tyson Hill.
0: Well, and he's got familiarity with offense, so I think that is heavily in his favor.
1: I tell you, I don't like that Tyson Hill guy. I don't like him because he's good. And he's on the Saints.
0: You know, everyone always says how overrated he is.
1: I'm telling you, man, I watched him in preseason, and I didn't know it was him. And I said, damn, Drew Brees is looking good.
0: <laughs> he's a little perky. Yeah, I was
1: like, Drew Brees would put some... Thing. I mean, he was just out there <clears> zipping him. <throat> he looked, he plays just like Drew Brees, except he's extremely mobile and tough. And I don't want that. Yeah. Send that send that to the AFC. <laughs> I need that in the NFC South. <laughs>
0: If only we could send Jameis there to beat him out, and then we would never have to right. face him again.
1: Yeah. Let him let him let him say, okay, Jameis is our second dude. Let's get rid of Tyson Hill. Mm-hmm. And or Taysom. Is it Tyson or Taysom? Taysom? Taysom. Taysom? Yeah. Okay. Get rid of him and then Jameis Winston could take over when Drew Brees is gone. That would be the perfect scenario for me, because then our cornerbacks would be rated the best in the NFL because they'd get thirty picks a year off of just Jameis Winston.
0: <laughs> just James in two games and have thirty picks. Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
1: Did we talk about our cornerbacks on the podcast last time? We're gonna have to keep track of all the different you know, talking know. To the news and then talking the podcast stuff. Uh Anyhow, if you're not aware, Pro Football Focus rated our cornerbacks as the last in the league, 32nd. But this is how Dom Pro Football Focus is. They rated our defensive line, our pass rushers, 22nd in the league. This after us having the nuts, the sack leader, and JPP, who only played half a season, come in and get almost 10 sacks.
0: If you pay for Pro Football Focus Premium. You should you should drop it just for I that. I got a
1: bridge to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> they're horrible, they're horrible. Ralph
0: hates Pro Football Focus <laughs> in them. case you didn't know.
1: Well, you know it's you know everybody's got to make a buck and all that good stuff. The thing I don't like about them is how they push them on. What is it? CBS, NBC, whichever one.
0: Uh, NBC because it's Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth
1: has a majority stake in Pro Football mm-hmm. Focus or majority ownership, and they tout so they tout Pro Football Focus all yeah. the time on that, and they don't. Tell you that it's kind of a, a conflict well, of interest. Well,
0: and their player evaluation oh, is garbage. God. I mean, they're the evaluating. Comments. Yeah, they're evaluating the secondary based on the broadcast version, where you can't even you can't see.
1: Do you can't do it. They're Let's,
0: not on the screen, and they're trying to evaluate. Yeah, and give
1: you, you can't even them see grades. what the safeties are doing. Yeah, <laughs> on broadcast version, but yet they're going to rate the safeties. It's right. just like what.
0: And I could understand it maybe if they just wanted to get the grades out quickly and then maybe they were watching game film and then revising them. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but they don't do that. They don't do that. They just put it out with the game film and then, I mean, the broadcast version and then Mm -hmm. they're done with it. And
1: that's their whole thing is they get the grades out faster than anybody else and that's because they go on the broadcast version.
0: But if your grade is garbage... What good is it if it's fast? It's, it's just fast about, garbage. It's all about marketing. You've tell yeah. enough
1: people that it's good stuff, people are gonna you know and then and then there's a whole They even they even use this in their marketing packages that NFL teams use pro football focus in their scouting reports and everything. It's like, no, they don't. You know, there there might be like three guys, you know, that are offensive assistant coordinators or something that have pro football focus subscriptions for certain things, but Ain't no, I can tell you this. ain't nobody running a football team based off pro football focus. Right. Stats, they
0: so. have their own metrics and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Oh, you uh, know what? I have a couple things that I did not tell you before the show that I just realized. We're getting a divorce. A <laughs> couple news items. Uh, the Bucks signed... Raymond Calais to their practice squad, and then the Rams came and scooped him up. I know. Isn't that crazy? And they're,
1: they're, they put him on the starting roster, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you have to if you. Oh, if you if, scoop Yeah, if go, a team okay. signs a player from someone else's practice squad, they have to put them on the active roster. I didn't
1: know if it was different this year because it was a fly flying here. Oh my gosh! I didn't know if this it was is different. what it
0: happens if you have kids coming in and out of the house all day. Flies all the fly, time. all the time drives me insane i sound like my mom you live in a barn
1: uh-huh yeah Shut we the are the door we are now our parents
0: constantly anyway so apparently the rams must have liked him coming out of college i mean i don't know what happened there i'd like to hear the backstory mm-hmm. they must have scouted him or him or something yeah enough to scoop him up
1: and we also lost or not lost but uh let me see peyton barbers with the washington redskins we we didn't resign his contract last year. Uh, who else was it that uh, they went to the Raiders?
0: Oh, Darre was Dare. working out with the Raiders, but I, I think don't they know. If, him. I think did they, they sign him? him? Not Russia. Sure. Well, good for him. We should
1: probably know that. I know. Yeah, Star Ogbonwale was picked up by the Raiders. Now, did they do that before we got a chance to put him on a practice squad, or not? I can't remember.
0: No, I think we had put out the practice squad, and then they announced that he was going out there. Okay. Or it may have been simultaneous. But I think that we had put out the practice squad already. Okay. And then he went out there. Uh, Leonard Fournette is going to be wearing number 28.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. So, Rojo's going to keep 27? Yeah. Why is Fournette going with 28, did he say?
0: I don't know. Huh. Well, just that is it. You know, again.
1: you know, I we talked about his character issues coming here to the Buccaneers. We were very hesitant to say we would even like him here mm-hmm. because of his character issues. So far he seemed to be extremely humble and likable. You know, he's putting all these pictures out on Instagram. I mean, he's going crazy with all these yeah. pictures. It's, it's, I think he's got like a uh Somebody who does Photoshop for him. And oh yeah, yeah.
0: He put out like memes. That meme yeah. with the two babies.
1: And there was a picture with him and Tom Brady out today in the uniforms. Yeah. And uh, you know, for him to give to to not make a fuss about the number twenty seven, and give it up to Rojo. Yeah. I mean, that's I that's like kind that. of a team player. That yeah, is, uh,
0: very team oriented. Yeah. It seems like.
1: However, I do want to talk about this. I watched game film on Leonard Fournette. Been watched it for the past couple of days, uh, really surprised me. Uh, you know, I talked about we haven't had a bruising running back like him since Garrett Blount. And the Pewter Report, they put out the same thing. They put out an article talking about uh, Fournette's a big weapon and how he's a bruising running back. Joe Buck's fan put out the same thing. And I'm going to say what I say all the time. They don't watch film. I'm guilty of that. You know, I said it. Mm-hmm. But then again, I said, well, I haven't watched film on him yet, so I don't know. He is not a bruising running back. He's not a, uh, you know, bust through the line type player at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, I watched about 10 minutes of game film. That's about my limit that I, I can get through. <laughs> you're with me
1: and I'm all excited. and you know, all this. And I look over and you're on your phone. I know.
0: I and just get distracted. You know. I don't have that attention span. Uh, but it was, he gets tackled like immediately goes down immediately. Yeah. Like as soon as he's touched and you can bring him down just with an ankle. Yeah.
1: A lot A lot of people go for his legs. Well, that's kind of how they tackle running backs now anyhow, but you'll see it a lot with if he gets tripped up his feet, he's, he's down, you know, he doesn't have great balance. I guess you would call mm-hmm. that or footwork or whatever, but here's, here's what I'm going to say. Now it really shocked me because I thought Fournette was a bruising style running back. <clears throat> And he isn't. He's shifty. And he is very technical. A lot of things you look for with running backs, especially how they find holes. People call it vision. It's not really vision so much as it is. There's certain things you'd look for, Mm -hmm. uh, like head placement of the defensive lineman compared to the offensive lineman. Offensive lineman's feet, uh, people's balance. You look for... You know, if, you're, if you've got an open hole here, is there an open linebacker standing back there waiting for you? There's all kinds of stuff you look for. And Leonard Fournette is very, very, very good at doing what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he reads. I, I'll, what what I I'll do is I watch the end zone angle and I look at the running back in slow motion and I'll pause it like every second or two. And I go, okay, now here is where he's supposed to go. Here's where his blocker is. Here's where the assignment is. You know, does he go in this direction? or does? That's one of the problems we have with Rojo and Peyton Barber last year was they would shoot off in the, you know, they wouldn't necessarily follow their blockers. You know, they'd go their own route. You get that a lot with running backs. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, But you see where he's supposed to go, and then you watch and you, you know, kind of frame by frame it. And then you start watching the defensive linemen, their head positions, what side of the head of the offensive linemen, their heads are on and all that good stuff. And that's a real tell for running backs. That's what they're supposed to look at to see where they're supposed to go. And so I'll sit there and I'll do this as I'm going and I'll go real slow and I'll watch and I'll try to go, okay, now here is where he should go this way. And of course I'm doing it at, you know, one 100th the speed of you know what the actual game is. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to do it. And every single time, Fournette did exactly what he was supposed to do every single time. There wasn't once where I went, Oh man, I don't know why he went that away every single time. And Mm -hmm. I I watched some 2017, which was the first year he played. And he was not quite as gifted in that. He was more of a, you know, just kind of pounded up, you know, through the line. I mean, he was still following his blockers and all that good stuff, but just not as uh, well. But I I would say he's a master at it. I mean, he's, he was very good. I mean, I, I I like to get a hyperbolic, you know, when I <laughs> talk about stuff like this. But I haven't seen a running back that is that technical in a long, long time.
0: Interesting, and yeah. you never know that might be what our run game is missing.
1: Might be because it happened a lot last year where our guys just would not follow the blockers, and they would cut into a hole that they were, and they they never seemed to look at, you know, defensive lineman position. So it was weird. But here's the notes I took. Okay, he is definitely a three down back. Oh, yes, he played. Every down except for kicking, or when they had five or six receivers. Over
0: now was that just the nature of the offense?
1: Yeah, it could be. Or was it but him? He is—he's a workhorse. Okay. Uh, he—he he fumbled in the on a reception in week one against Kansas City. It was his fault. He avoids contact. That's a, that was what surprised it about me because because Peyton Barber and Rojo is one of the knocks we've been saying on it for two years now is that they. They hunt people down. Yeah. You know, they don't try to avoid people. They try to run people over.
0: Especially Peyton.
1: Yes. And Fournette actually avoids contact. You know, a mm-hmm. whole trying to outmaneuver them. Yes, he tries to outmaneuver people instead of running them over, which is exact opposite of how I thought he played. That's funny. Uh he's not a power runner. A lot of checked out routes. I would I would say easily. Sixty percent of the time he was going out for check down routes.
0: Yeah, I think
1: maybe someone in
0: there. the YouTube comments, I wanna say it was our friend Rarely Even on YouTube, said he had seventy six receptions. I
1: want to say seventy-four, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and he's got great hands. I yeah. mean, he he can catch the ball in all kinds of different positions. I mean, as you know, Gardner Minshew is not the best throwing quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was catching a blow and behind him and all that good stuff. He's got pretty good hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have an interception in week two. No, I'm sorry. I just said that. Yeah. He had a fumble in week one and an interception. He caused it. He, it was thrown oh, to God, him and he...
0: Like bobble or whatever. It. Yeah,
1: it was an interception in week one. Both against Kansas City. Now, I had heard that he was not very good at pants protection. I did not see that. I saw one instance where he... Screwed up in pass protection. That wasn't. I didn't watch all the games throughout the season. You know, I think I watched four or five games, but you know, I mean, that's a lot better than our guys were doing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the bar is pretty low. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, he follows blockers well. He does not create holes. You know, if there's not a hole there, he ain't going nowhere.
0: Okay. So he's not busting through the line.
1: Yes. He's relatively easy to tackle, as uh, Molly said here, especially his ankles and legs. He does not break tackles. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so anyhow, that's Leonard Fournette. And I, I haven't got to the Shady McCoy game tape. I'm excited to look at him from last year. Because really that, all that matters, you know, I, if you go back five, ten years, they're different players, especially going yeah. back. So. Yeah, yeah. Because you
0: never know like the coaching that they've been through Mm -hmm. and the team around them.
1: And that's one of the things I had to keep in mind watching Leonard Fournette last year was you know, he wasn't really happy being with Jacksonville and he played that away. You know, I mean he wasn't he didn't give up, but he wasn't playing with a lot of oomph. Yeah. Now when I watched him in two thousand seventeen, he was playing with oomph, you know. So I'm pretty sure when he comes here he's gonna play with some oomph. And he'll he'll probably be battling Rojo for that first spot.
0: Well and not to jump too far ahead, but he's third on the depth chart.
1: Mm-hmm. I noticed that.
0: So we'll see how the season goes.
1: Yeah. I it it I, I had a real hard time with him because he was totally not what I expected, and I would suggest all the beat writers go and watch some game film because he's not what you expect he is. Uh, but it really, it really kind of shocked me, and I had to readjust all my thinking about him. And now I'm kind of. A little excited about it, you know. Before I was like, "Yeah, you know, he was going to get a bruiser, what I'd say a third down or a uh, a closer," is mm-hmm. what I said he was going to be. I don't think he is now, you know. I mean, he's definitely a finesse runner and you know, very technical.
0: And this is why I like the signing too. I'm not sold on Rojo. Yeah. I'm just not. I mean, two years with the team and. You know, he just, ha- I mean, I don't think he's terrible, but I'm just not, I'm not sold on him. Yeah,
1: you know, like, super excited about like, Yeah, like,
0: prove it. I've and, got him on
1: my fantasy team, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him, Lashawn McCoy, and Fournette.
0: You know, I think I had him last year very briefly, and that's probably why. <laughs> too, I'm yeah, like...
1: Very briefly. <laughs> yeah. well, I can't wait to play my fantasy football team. It's all Buccaneers, except Christian McCaffrey. I even got Ryan suck up in our defense it's a weird year for fantasy football. I'm yeah. not, not really trying you to win. Away. Well, that's not true. I'm always trying to win. Yeah. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was trying not to win last year. This year, I don't really care. It's just, is a fun year. All right, let's get back to some news. Okay. Or some stuff. Some stuff. We gonna go over the roster.
0: No, let's finish the news. Uh, Mike Evans restructured his contract. We talked about this the other day in our news video. Uh, so he was set to make sixteen point seven five million in base salary in twenty twenty. This is all per the pewter report, and his cap hit was seventeen point nine five million because of the restructure he did in twenty nineteen so you know kind of pushed off some of that money a year, which the bucks don't typically do, but I mean it's Mike Evans, we're keeping him you know uh. So this year he restructured the cap hit was reduced to 8.3 million. So yeah, so that is 7 million for this year and then 1.2 million from last year's restructure. And they reduced his base salary to 4 million, converting 12.75 into a guaranteed roster bonus. So, a little bit of finagling here, but I like to see it from Mike. He's definitely a team player. It was cool that he gave us some wiggle room here with the salary cap. So, just to get us through, because remember, we were after we signed Leonard Fournette, we had like a hundred thousand in cap space. I mean, that's really tight. So, mm hmm not that you need a whole lot for the practice squad guys but it's nice to not be that tight against the cap.
1: Yes. Uh we did sign quarterback Josh Roshan to the practice squad. Okay. Uh Rosen talked to what? <laughs> Rosen talked to teams that had openings on their active rosters. He's got guaranteed money already. Uh but he decided to come to Tampa Bay. That's again, you know, Everybody wants to come play here. I know. They're, so let's, they're willing to take pay cuts.
0: I want to talk about this. We had a good question. This is a good segue. I'm glad you brought it up. We had a question from Mark on Twitter, and he says, I kind of feel like we're trying to buy a Super Bowl ring. I mean, it's nice. Would you rather build a team that wins for years to come rather than a one-year wonder? Love to hear your thoughts on the next podcast. Thank you for the question, Mark. And I'm going to let you take this one.
1: All right, Mark. Yes, I would much prefer winning is important, but we got to remember this is entertainment. And like me and Molly say all the time, I like to see an entertaining team. I like to see close games, fight it out, duke it out. I mean, if we came in and blew every team out where it was 50 to three every week, while yes, it would be fun and, you know, win the Super Bowl and all that good stuff, honestly, it wouldn't be that exciting. You know, you like to watch good football. That's that's what I like to see. So that's the number one thing for me is good football. Yes, I would much prefer to have a team that wins for many years to come. I' not a big fan of free agents. I, you know, we've said this many times on the podcast. We prefer homegrown football. We like guys drafted, stay with the team, and you know, to have their career here. You know, that's how the Buc- the championship Buccaneers were, you know, they were all homegrown, except until Gruden came in and we got Brad Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson, and all those guys to help on the offense. But I'm going to say this yes, it does seem like we're buying a mm-hmm. winning season, but we're doing almost exactly like we did with John Gruden. You know, we paid big for John Gruden. He brought in, uh, you know, an offense, a bunch of free agents on offense, changed the offense, helped us to the Super Bowl. Our defense, was all homegrown. I think Simeon Rice was one of the few free agents that we had on the defense. The rest of them were homegrown. A, a lot of them had come from Florida football teams. That's the same way we are now. Our defense is homegrown. You know, we've got uh Shaq Barrett, you could say he's a free agent, but to me I'm gonna say he's he's our guy. You know, he was he was never a starter anywhere else.
0: Yeah, and he really made his splash at Tampa.
1: Yeah. And you've got Namakong Sue. But other than that, the rest of the guys are our guys that we drafted. And JPP. Yeah, and JPP.
0: Uh, yeah, and on offense, I mean, a lot of those guys are too. I mean, besides Tom and, you know, Ryan Jensen was free agent Gronk. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them.
1: Right. But back to Mark's point, you know, what, what are we going to do when Tom Brady's gone? Yeah. You know, that's, that's the big thing. But now we've got... Josh Rosen.
0: Who has a history in Byron Lefwich. who's
1: mm-hmm. not a bad quarterback. He's just been in some really bad
0: Yeah, he situations. was really a victim of a uh, team in turmoil, mm-hmm. I think. You know, he's drafted number well, one overall by Arizona, Arizona. And it was the last year of that coaching staff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was a casualty of that. Right, I and mean, then
1: he went to Miami. And yeah. Of course, It's Miami, so...
0: Right. I mean, what (laughs) chance did he have? Uh, So I like this, and he, like Ralph said, had offers from other teams to be on the active roster, and because he had guaranteed money from Miami, he was like, I'll just take the practice squad,
1: yeah, and learn from Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you? And I love this because he's got the history with Byron and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if if we can start um I don't want to say nurturing, but <laughs> mentoring, mentoring, yeah. <laughs> if Tom Brady can mentor his replacement, I am all for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then and then we let, let's not forget Ron Griffin back there. Yeah. You know, I mean, but he, he's
0: I mean, he's in his thirties. <laughs> no, he's early.
1: He's, he's a, a very job. young thirty-year-old. You know, <laughs> he's he's been playing in the like, league. What this is going to be his eighth year? Is that right? I can't remember. I long don't know. Time, but, and and last year was the first year he got snaps mm-hmm. as a starter. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, but he's a good quarterback. I like him. So we've got we've got options, you know. And of course, I think Bruce Arians is building his. I think his predecessor is already here
0: his successor i mean
1: his successor is already here you know? yeah I think, I think this coaching staff is going to be here for a long long time mm-hmm. or at least a large part of it mm-hmm. and a lot of these players are going to be here for a long yeah
0: long that's time. how i feel about the players because i mean look at offense we've got like our receiving core we drafted all those guys mm-hmm. uh yeah. run running backs not so much but i feel like that Position is kind of more in transition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were all our guys. That's true.
0: Uh, The offensive line. I mean, Donovan, Allie, Alex, Kappa, now Tristan. I mean, those are all our guys. Ryan Jensen isn't, but oh, speaking of Tristan
1: words, did you see the video that on Instagram his girlfriend posted? Of she posted. She said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, video everything he eats in a day." Yeah, and it it was like he started off, it was like his huge breakfast, like like four eggs with hash browns and six pieces of bacon. And then he, he like eats this whole cake. He eats a whole pizza what? and then some of her pizza. And it, yeah, yeah, it was just funny. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. though.
0: I wonder if she has to cook for him every meal.
1: Breakfast looked cooked. Yeah. The rest, rest of it looked like they ate out.
0: Oh, see, and that's going to change a couple years in. All the guys do this.
1: They get into cooking?
0: No, they just take their diets more seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, Yeah, so I'm sitting there eating
1: this pig. He had a big old container of cake, and he was just eating it. Oh, my God. The whole cake. And uh, I I bet Tom Brady was, like,
0: horrified. (laughs) 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 He's like, there's no avocado in that, is there?
1: (laughs) Is that a kelp cake? (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, we did have rookie quarterback Reed Sinet, but we Mm -hmm. had to get rid of him to I mean
0: no, he's on the practice squad. No, they got rid of him. Oh, they did? Yeah, because okay. to
1: put Josh Rosen on there. We can't have five quarterbacks. I mean, four is bad enough.
0: They did get rid of Reed? Yeah. Are you sure about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. I believe you.
1: Um, uh, But we we have – it does seem like we're we're going all in just to try to build a team to win this year. And, yes, we are in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But I do think we have a foundation here – of a team mm. that can win forever. And one thing I think that Tom Brady's going to do and Bruce Arians both is that winning mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys aren't used to losing. And we we need we needed that in Buck, in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been so long and we we expect ourselves to lose. And you know, once we get that winning mentality, it's hard to dislodge that too. Yeah. So, you know, get that installed in here and it can help us for years and years down the line. I I think we're good. You know, I think it does look like we're buying a team. Yeah. But I think underneath it is a really good foundation for a team that can, especially with our defense, our secondary, our linebackers. I mean, these guys are young and hungry. Yeah. And
0: especially when... I mean not everybody on the team is the same age and so it's going to kind of be like how the Saints do it like they kind of have to replace pieces every year but it's never like you have to replace the whole offensive line yeah. or you know the whole linebacker core or so I think we that works to our advantage.
1: Yes. So I I'm with you Mark. I think you had said you prefer to have a team that's uh built for the long run. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like homegrown teams. Not a big fan free agency, but you know when you got Tom Brady sitting there and Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. you gotta take them. Yeah, it's just that simple. I mean, the only there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the league that I wouldn't have got rid of to get Tom Brady. You know, James Winston was not one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> so thanks for that. That was a good question. Appreciate it.
0: That was a good question.
1: Um. Yeah, it was uh, a A. Ron on Twitter, Chef Aaron, twenty six. Okay, who had the video that I saw of Tristan Worfs. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: I didn't see it. I will have to check it out.
1: Yeah, it was cute. What else you got to talk about with the Saints? Anything? Nope. Nothing. We're yeah. way past the Saints. Okay. Anything with the Buccaneers?
0: <laughs> I was just gonna go over the practice squad.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: All right. But apparently mine is not as up to date. My list, I just copied and pasted from the other day. I still got Reed Sinette on there.
1: Oh, man, you are so far behind. So
0: far behind. All right. And Raymond Calais, he's still on my list, too. Yeah. Okay, so practice squad. We've got wide receiver Josh Pearson, wide receiver, receiver Cyril Grayson, tight end Tanner Hudson, outside or offensive lineman Zach Bailey. Offensive lineman Nick Leverett, offensive lineman Zach Shackelford. defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter, defensive lineman Benning Patoe. Pote- uh, Scott Reynolds said this name today.
1: Did he say it right?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Do we know? It's not the way that I said it. Patoe, I think that's what he said. Patoe. Inside linebacker Chappelle Russell, cornerback Herb Miller, cornerback Mazzie Wilkins, safety Javon Hagen. Safety, Dakota Dixon, and of course, Josh Rosen. So, Pewter Report said that the practice squad rules this year you can, you have like four keepers, basically. Like players that other teams can't snatch up.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Wish I bet they wish they would have put Vaughn on there. Yeah.
0: I know, right? Or um, <laughs> Calais. 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 Yeah. yeah.
1: Well,
0: well Scott Reynolds was saying he probably would have been at the bottom of the list
1: hmm. It's interesting there's so so many new rules this year. I'm really not even going to try to keep up with yeah you know it's just gonna be for one year, so I won't even try to memorize all that crap. I have a hard enough, enough time keeping track of them during the regular season when you ain't got all this weird stuff going on all right fifty three man roster we've got now there are a few surprises on the depth chart. Not a whole lot of surprises. We knew Tom Brady's going to be the starting quarterback.
0: I don't know. That one was kind of up in the air. <laughs>
1: right, but there are a few surprises. Let's go through the list. Okay. We're going to start at wide receiver. Mike Evans is a starter. Chris Godwin is a starter. Now, what they've done is they've listed wide receivers, and we have two starting tight ends, O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski. Instead of having three wide receivers and one tight end as starters, they went with two tight ends and two wide receivers as starters. So we've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as starters. Behind Chris Godwin is Scotty Miller and Jaden Mickens. Behind Mike Evans is Justin Watson and Tyler Johnson. It's really surprised me. Has he even been on the practice field this year?
0: I think like one day maybe.
1: They
0: uh, must really like him from college. Uh, yeah,
1: no doubt. It's good to see Scotty Miller on there. I expect him to do big things this year. Uh, behind Rob Gronkowski is Cameron Brait, our TD specialist. And behind OJ Howard is Anthony Auclair,
0: our holding specialist.
1: <laughs> our, is he the holder?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Maybe that's why our kickers aren't doing so
0: good. Yeah. No, no, not the holder. He always gets holding penalties. Oh, holding penalties. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's going to take that from Tamar Dotson. Yeah, maybe. The reigning champ. (laughs) Left tackles, Donovan Smith. Behind him is Josh Wells. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he gets better this year. Hope he's gotten better. Left guard, starter, Ali Marpet. Behind him is Aaron Stinney. Center, Ryan Jensen. Behind him is A.Q. Shipley, who everybody's really high on. Right guard is Alex Kappa. Behind him is absolutely nobody, (laughs) so he better not get hurt. (laughs) That's not true because Joe Haig, who is the backup for right tackle Tristan Wirfs, can also play guard. So
0: So it looks like Tristan is starting week one.
1: Yes, it does look that way, which, you know, there was doubt. Bruce Arians had said, you know, if he doesn't get up to speed, then Joe Haig will fill in in week one, but it appears Tristan Wirth is ready to go. Yep,
0: not necessary.
1: Quarterback position, we got Tom Brady. Yeah! And behind him is Blaine Gabbert, and then Ryan Griffin. Uh, Running back, Ronald Jones is the starter. Then behind him is LaShawn McCoy, and then behind him is Leonard Fournette, and then behind him is Keyshawn Vaughn. So, that is interesting that we have Two guys who weren't even on the team a couple of weeks ago are now starters behind Ronald Jones.
0: Yeah, and I like this because it's nice to have starting caliber running backs behind yeah. Rojo.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Ronald Jones can learn a lot from those two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean McCoy is very shifty. Leonard Fournette's very shifty too, but he's a very... Uh, like I said, he's very professional, very technical, and Ronald Jones could use some of that. Defense. Here's where things are a little bit surprising. Not a whole lot. Oh,
0: I haven't really even looked at this part of it. Okay. I looked at the offense, but.
1: Uh, defensive end, they have listed Nadabakong Sue. Behind him was Khalil Davis. Nose tackle, Vita Vea. Behind him is Raheem Nunes Roches, yeah. also known as Nacho, our boy. Uh, defensive end, William Golston. And behind him is two tall Jones, Patrick O'Connor. It's good to see him out there. I really, I really like our defensive line. Offensive linebacker, Jason. Oh, Pitt. wait,
0: hold on. Uh, Will Golston was not a starter last year, right? I mean, he was a rotational guy. It was Bo Allen, though, right? That was the starter. You are correct.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So good for Will.
1: Yes. Yeah. And Will Golsan posted some stuff today about being real excited to to make it. Yeah. And and talked about his upbringing, how he didn't have a lot of money and stuff in his cars and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: You always like to hear those stories. Well, that they overcome that. Uh, yep, yeah,
1: not the other way oh, around. Oh, right, right. They, after football, <laughs> um, they end up sleeping in their car. But they're
0: saying he's, he's having a really good camp, and, of course, he's a great run stuffer. Yes, oh, our run game. So I love that.
1: Our, our run stopping again, it's going to be better than it was last year. Okay, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is outside linebacker. Behind him is Anthony Nelson. Inside linebacker is Devin White. Shocker. Back, yeah, mm-hmm. backing him up is Kevin Minter. Uh, another inside linebacker is Levante David, and did they ever get the deal worked out with him for an extension? I don't think nothing so. I've
0: heard yet, but there's still... no rush on it. I don't yeah. think so
1: yeah he'll be he'll retire as a buccaneer hopefully uh behind Levante David is Jack Sitchy. outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett, and then behind him is Quentin Bell and Cam Gill
0: so these are two rookies that everyone was pretty high on in training camp and apparently they're both good on special teams so they've got that going for them
1: yes. and special teams is a real real issue this year we'll yeah. talk about that here in a second
0: so i'm curious to see what they do I, i'm excited to mm-hmm. see them in the regular season
1: uh cornerbacks we got carlton davis and Sean Murphy, Bunting or starting. Now, this one really surprised me. Really? Yes, because I thought Jamal Dean would be a starter this year. Huh. Yes, no. Jamal Dean is backing right, up like, Sean Murphy. Right, but like,
0: who Bunting. do you even unseat to give him that start? Carlton <laughs> Davis. You think so? <laughs> That's talking... what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Jamal I just Dean don't think is that... special, man. I mean, I think so, but I think we... Do Although they're all young, I think they're all pretty talented. And I just don't see how you could justify unseating Carlton.
1: Yeah. Well, Jamal Dean's going to see the field a lot in the nickel package. Uh, Cornerback behind Carlton Davis is Ryan Smith, our boy. Special teams extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. And then behind him is the rookie Parnell Motley.
0: I really want to see what he can do. Everyone's talked really highly of him.
1: Man, we get that every training camp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh safeties. Our two starting safeties are Antoine Whitfield Junior.
0: I know this one that was a shock. Me. Yes. Like people were commenting mm-hmm. on this on Twitter.
1: Yes. That's uh,
0: surprising. Beat out Mike Edwards for and Andrew Adams, both right.
1: and didn't Mike Edwards have the first interception on Tom he Brady? Did. Yep. It
0: was not enough to earn the starting job.
1: Nope. Uh the two safeties are Antoine Whitfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead. Oh boy. Which, yes, our boy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see he made the uh the starter. And behind him is Triple A, Andrew Adams. Yeah, yeah. It was shocking. I really I really expected to see Jamal Dean listed as a starter, but like I said, he'll he'll see the field quite a bit. He'll he'll probably in nickel packages, he'll come in and uh Sean Murphy Bunning will play nickel. So mm-hmm. Okay, a special teams. Bradley Pinion, he's still our punter. Ryan Suckup is our new kicker. I like Ryan Suckup. He did good with Tennessee. You you said he got injured <laughs> last year is why they got rid of him?
0: In the offseason, he had surgery okay. and was not the same when he came back.
1: Okay. Uh, we got uh, Bradley Pinion is our kickoff specialist. And... Zach Triner is our long snapper. Now, our punt returner and our kick returner are the same guy, Jaden Mickens. Yeah. Which, that was a real surprise, too.
0: Really? Because we talked about it in the last podcast.
1: I wasn't listening to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or it might have been one of our news segments.
1: Well, normally what they're doing now is there's, they'll have a punt returner and then somebody else will be the kick returner. And this year, they're just giving it to Jaden Mickens. He showed okay, up in training Okay, can you
0: explain camp. to me why it's necessary to have two different people?
1: Well, punt return is a lot different than kick returners. Okay, like how? Usually punts, well, nowadays, uh, your punts are returnable. Kickoff returns are not really returnable okay. anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if you do return them, you're not going to get that far because of the way that, that the guys on the punt team or the kicker team are allowed to line up their formation they just can't block as efficiently now so it's 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 not as easy to return kicks basically all you have to do to be a kick returner is just catch the ball a lot of times you don't have to do that just let it bounce in the end zone yeah take any yeah but punt returning is huge because you know a lot of times you get these high kicks and you got to you got to catch that ball and go. With people running
0: with at people you. With people running
1: right at you in your face, and you're expected to get good yardage. So we're going to see if Jaden Mickens can handle that. Scotty Miller is listed behind Jaden Mickens in punt return, as well as Sean Murphy Bunting and Antoine Whitfield Jr. And then Antoine Whitfield Jr. is behind Jaden Mickens in kick return.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So there we go, our starting 53 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about Ooh, that? I'm man? so excited. I know Molly has been vibrating <laughs> all week. She's just like, "I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready."
0: Usually it's Ralph that's doing this, and well, I'm just, just thinking deal. about how yeah. much we have to do for the whole season. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, "I'm not excited." But this year I'm like,
1: "Yay!" Yeah, all my friends and everybody knows it's it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to talk to Ralph. He's <laughs> He's going to be immersed in football. And I hope this year doesn't turn out to be a big mess. You know? I don't think it will be. No, it I seems don't. Seems like it's it's going pretty well so far.
0: Oh my gosh, I will be like devastated if it turns out to if it's anything but like an Super eleven Bowl? and five season. <laughs> like that's the floor. Yeah.
1: I mean, ten and six would be the floor for me. But yes, I I'm, I'm looking at thirteen three, twelve and four. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I ain't lying. I know. Going all in this year, Super Bowl or bust. We baby. go
0: all in every year.
1: Every year.
0: <laughs> well, what did we say last year was our floor? Like ten and six, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't remember last year. I blacked that out.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. We were drunk at the time.
1: <laughs> all right, so we are ready to go. The game is Sunday at four twenty-five.
0: Yes, it's a four o'clock game, four o'clock which game. this is so upsetting because.
1: We're usually really drunk by four.
0: <laughs> Which you have to wait. You have to get through everyone else's games. I guess the only plus side is that like the bulk of the games are at one o'clock. So you kind of get your pick. So there is that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, we got to sign up for our pick too. Yeah. That's right. Gosh, there's so much to do. Did you know that and this, make our predictions for the.
1: This game coming up is the first time in 74 regular season games that Tom Brady has not been favored to win. We're not favored to win against the Saints. It's the first 74 straight regular season. That's a record for a uh, uh, the Super Bowl era.
0: Well, they're going to be wrong because we're winning this.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: I'm so confident. I just if
1: this is the only game I could say this year that I'm not positive we're going to win. You know, there's there's a chance the same. I mean, we are playing on their field, and you know, they have played together longer and all that good stuff. So. There is the possibility. Uh, Jersey exchanges are back in 2020. What?
0: I thought they banned them. They
1: did. Listen to what they're doing.
0: (laughs) Are they going to make them get a dry clean first? It's worse. Oh, no. It's
1: worse. They've teamed up with Tide.
0: Ugh. Right. Okay. Right there. It sounds like a marketing ploy and nothing else.
1: (laughs) Tide is going to cover the cost of one replacement jersey per player. All washed. When you want to exchange the jersey, you have to do it through mail after the game. Like, <laughs> on-field exchanges are prohibited. I don't even know if they're going to be able to go and congratulate each other after the game. I don't know. But there's fine after spending
0: the whole game
1: into rolling each other, all over each other. other. Yes,
0: sweating yeah, sweating and bleeding and <laughs> give me a break.
1: Hey. Everybody's gone insane this year. You can't expect anybody to think straight. All right. You got any more information over there?
0: uh, well. You're all wrapped up? I'm done.
1: Okay. It looks like that's it for us, guys. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do it is any way you can, actually. Uh, Go to BuccaneersObserver.com. We have all of our contact information there. You can reach us at Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. We are also on Facebook, YouTube pretty much everywhere except Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. What what we need a like a list of all the social media stuff. It's probably like 20 long. I man. know. Yeah.
0: And if you aren't subscribed on YouTube, please go and do that. We are doing daily news segments as we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. So go give us a subscribe, hit the little bell so you'll get a notification when we yeah, post it.
1: They're just ten, lo- 10 minute little sections where we just talk about the news of the day uh, concerning the Buccaneers and anything in the league. Oh, that does remind me, uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, Mikhail Smith, Lovie Smith's son, was arrested for sex trafficking. Uh, we broke that news on the our uh, news segment, I think it was Saturday. No,
0: I think we did it on the podcast. It was the end of the podcast.
1: Oh, maybe it was the end of the podcast. I think so. Okay. Well, anyhow. In any case. Sad news to hear. Uh, We hope everything works out between those guys. As much as we're not big fans of Lovey Smith, you never want to hear anything like that. Mm -hmm. You seem like a good guy. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us on that horrible, horrible note. You got anything positive to say so we can go out on a positive note? We
0: have football in three
1: days. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time.
0: Go, Bucks.